0: hello you beautiful amazing people welcome to the haunted ride a paranormal and spiritual podcast and i am your host melissa thank you so much for joining me i hope you're having an amazing day or an amazing night wherever you are listening to this thank you for tuning in we do have some business to discuss. We had our amazing first part of the sort of like 50th one year anniversary celebration last week with Laura. Thank you again Laura for being on the show and taking so much time out of your day to stick with me and chat with me. I had such an amazing time. There's so much laughter and so much fun. It's always a great time talking with her or chatting with her, anything like that. She's just she's a wonderful person and a wonderful soul. So thank you so much for being the start of the celebration. Now on to the important part. Our live episode is going to be this Thursday, October 31st at 1pm Eastern Time. I am excited. I am nervous. I'm slightly terrified. I tend to, it's really funny because I sit here and I can talk into a microphone all day long and it doesn't bother me. And I think that when I think about like, you know, interacting with people and I worry about how the sounds going to sound because it's live. I mean, you guys don't hear everything that I cut out of the episode, but I do. And I don't think it's that bad. But I mean, it's still unpolished. On to some of the specifics. To be honest with you, I can't tell you really how long it's going to be. It's not going to be crazy, maybe an hour, an hour and a half at max. There's going to be an area with a Q&A session. So and that will be, you know, anything you guys have a question about, Whether it's about me personally, whether it's about the podcast, whether it's about how to do a podcast, the paranormal, spirituality, then we're going to read some stories. There's also, I believe it's called the Devil's Footprints that Marie had sent in, and she asked me to um, talk about on the show, so that'll be there too. I do want to do live calls. That's really important to me. I don't know if we're going to get any, but I'd like to have the option there. That's still a little tricky, and to be honest with you, I. Can't really test it fully until closer to Thursday. As of right now, I know it's something I really want to happen, whether it will happen cleanly and as efficiently, which is important to me too, because if it's going to cause a bunch of trouble for someone to dial into the podcast, I'm not going to do it because I don't want that. I want it to be very simple, like you call, and it's more work on my end to get everything together, but once it's done, it's done. I I just want it to be simple and clean and easy for anybody who does decide to call in because I value your time, just like you value my time. So, I don't think that it should be super difficult, but I will release more about that as we get closer to Thursday. Additionally, I'll be posting about the live episode pretty much all over social media, probably at least once a day, to make sure that everybody knows it's happening. Um, So if they want to join, they can. I'll write up a post on the website just to hopefully get as many people as possible. It is going to be up in multiple different streaming services, including YouTube, I believe, Facebook Live, so it'll just be everywhere. I am excited, well, nervous, I'm excited, and I hope that you are too. So we've got some spooky stories that we're going to get into. I would normally play a promo before we get into the actual, you know, main part of the episode, but before I do that, I actually really just wanted to talk about a particular podcast that I love. They have pretty much changed the whole game for me. The moment I heard their podcast, I fell in love, I binged all of the episodes, I can't wait for a new episode to come out. Normally I listen to them on Monday morning and I believe like lately I've been super, super busy. I didn't get to listen to them on Monday. I was like, oh no, oh, that's not acceptable. And the podcast I'm talking about is Real Life Ghost Stories. Emma and Dan are amazing. They are such good people. I have bugged Emma numerous times on Twitter and Instagram. I pretty much follow them anywhere. And I honestly, like they, they have an amazing podcast and they have so many people who love them because they deserve it. They do such great work. And they're so hilarious to listen to. Normally, the beginning of the episode is about a movie review, and then they get into a story, and it's really funny because I I never thought I would ever enjoy listening to somebody like talk about a movie, especially if I've never seen the movie. I just thought it really wouldn't be my thing. And for some people, it's not, and they do talk about that. And it's like, okay, well, if you don't like it, just skip ahead, and you'll get to the paranormal part in a second. But I love it. I love hearing their banter. I love hearing their personality. I love like everything about the two of them they're just magical people so with that we will get into our little big heads media bump also another great place to listen to tons of amazing podcasts and then we will get into the episode see you guys in a bit this podcast is part of the big heads media podcast network go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts and we're back the first sort of story question is actually by the unluckiest clover on reddit and it was a question about if something could manifest into a drop of water. They say I've had lots of experiences in the past with small things being moved, hearing voices, and sometimes seeing shadows. Today while in my apartment, I saw a shadow three separate times and just now I had a single drop of water drip on me while sitting on the sofa. Nobody's around. I got up off the sofa and touched the ceiling and nothing, not even damp. Dog and cat are both in the rooms. I feel incredibly uneasy. I would say that Something can manifest as anything. I don't really know what the correlation would be to a drop of water, to be honest with you. But I've actually heard of stories where people have said like they felt like they were asleep or something, and they woke up because they felt like a drop of water or, or some like some sort of water had been poured on them, and they're completely dry and no one's around in the house. So I can't say that I've ever like not heard about this. I I have, but. To be honest with you, I would just say, you know, if you're seeing a shadow three separate times in your apartment, and then you have this happen, I don't know why it would be so attracted to dripping water on you, unless like, that was something that happens to it in, in terms of like how it died or something like that. But yeah, I mean, I don't see why. I mean, we smell scents that remind us of our loved ones. We smell scents that can warn us of certain entities. I mean, we see things, we hear things. I mean, we can feel them sometimes, you know, they say, uh, if you're walking around and you're in a comfortable temperature and then you shiver, that means that a ghost has either walked through you or is near you. Like if you're extra sensitive to it, I mean, why not manifest into a drop of water? I I don't really know what the correlation will be though. I, I've got to be honest about that. But the unluckiest Clover, they, I did share another one of their stories on this podcast earlier and they clearly have some shit going on there. So yeah. Maybe it did manifest into a a drop of water. And I wonder, like, too, you know, why? Like, I wonder, like, why? Like, why the drop of water? What does that mean to it? And also, why is your place so haunted? I wonder if it's, like, you and things are attracted to you, or if it's your location, or what. So our next story is by Cargan, 2016 and it is titled, Something Protected Me Tonight. About three weeks ago, my wife had a dream where I had been attacked and seriously hurt or killed and had the feeling that something was coming and it was a warning. It wasn't the first time she has had feelings and dreams like this. She had the feeling about my dad and a month later he was diagnosed with cancer and passed away. She had a feeling about my mom and a week later she fell badly off the curb because her heel broke on a shoe and she got hurt pretty bad. Since she had the shame of me, I have repeatedly seen a shadow in the corner of my vision that comes and goes or brief glimpses in the rearview mirror as I'm about to back the car out. So tonight, I couldn't sleep, I went walking around the neighborhood, I was minding my own business, when I suddenly realized I was being followed and the guy was slowly closing the distance between us. I had looked back without being obvious and I saw that the guy had a sizable knife on him. I knew that without a doubt he was going to try and rob me at best, and I had tried to lose him but was failing. When the guy got just short of being able to touch me was when everything turned really weird. I heard what could have been a whiny moan, a really low horn sound. It is really hard to describe as neither one really fits. At the same time, I got hit full on in the face with a blast of cold air that passed by me. And when the gust of cold air hit the guy behind me, it knocked him clear off his feet and back a foot or two at least. I didn't even hesitate to wait and see him finish falling down and instead got out of there as fast as I could, not wanting to waste the chance whatever that was gave me to get away. Okay. I actually know people who do this all the time. They have dreams about people dying. I have had dreams of this and it's scary. In your mind, you might think, oh my God, I would love to do this because how great would it be to know when someone I love is gonna pass away? And let me be very clear with you right now, it is not great to know. It's really not. I do feel like we find out about this for a reason. I think the universe tells us this for a reason To either help us calm the family, prepare something. But the thing is, you know, the Final Destination movies, they really got it right. When they were like, when death wants you, it wants you. It does. And I will say, I do think sometimes these dreams, you can prevent certain things. Um, My grandmother used to do this all the time. She would tell her children, look, you need to do this or don't go out there today. And one of them didn't listen and he lost his life. I, and I, I could say that I can't even begin to imagine, but the thing is, I've had this happen to me too. Luckily, it wasn't one of my children, but I can't even begin to imagine that, especially losing someone that you deeply care about and then knowing that you saw it happen beforehand. That's terrifying. And it's very easy to have like guilt or blame yourself because you couldn't stop it from happening. I don't think it's a bad thing. I know for me personally, I try to just accept it and keep going, but it is hard. it really is, especially your husband now, for the person who submitted the story, holy shit, <laughs> I don't even know what else to say besides holy shit. I mean, I wonder if the shadow that you saw was the blast of cold air. I don't really think the shadow was trying to hurt you i- I just wonder if it was protecting you, and that's what Literally pushed the guy back on his ass. That's just amazing to me, and that's actually that's not the first time I've heard of that either. I mean, I was watching. I want to say it was like Paranormal Nine One One, and I won't spoil it for anybody. But there was one particular episode where a cop he ended up basically like in a surprise shootout that he didn't think he was gonna be in, <laughs> and he heard a voice tell him something, and then. This light came up and it protected him. And that's all I'll say. Honestly, watch Paranormal. I want to say it's Paranormal Nine One One or Emergency Paranormal. I've got to figure out which one it is because there's two now. But yeah, like that actually happens a lot. I get that feeling and I am so sorry that your wife has had that happen to her because I'm sure it leaves her to feel a certain type of way and I hope that she can make some peace with it. As for you, I'm happy that you weren't robbed. I'm happy that this entity protected you. I hope that this was actually really like a learning experience for both you and your wife because it sounded like she has had this happen twice where it came true and luckily for you it didn't. And I also think it would be really interesting if it was your dad protected you. Like if your dad was the shadow that protected you from being hurt, that would have been amazing and beautiful. But this person actually has another experience and it's titled looks similar to her, which I don't like those. I don't like things that mimic someone's behavior or personality or appearance. Not a fan. Not a fan. So this starts off with, to start this off, this wasn't my experience, but my fiance's. We were talking about things that were hard to explain and strange about our past before we were together. She told me that she woke up in her room, thought her boyfriend was coming in from wherever he had been, but instead it was something that looked like her, but her face was wrong and instead rotted and decaying. Me and one of our mutual friends have a few ideas about what it could have been, but nothing definite. So, no, I don't like that. Nope. 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 Fuck that shit. No. Um, no, no, it's not. No, I don't like it. Don't like it. Uh, we're gonna file that into the get the fuck out box category that we seem to have as a recurring theme on this podcast. And I'm just gonna go with no. I wonder though, I'm not sure like the timing difference between this post and the other one. But when they say their fiance, I wonder if that's now the wife. And that would be really interesting, because it would sort of sound like she's actually pretty sensitive and intuitive. When it comes to the paranormal especially if she's having stuff like that I don't I don't like those type of experiences I think I mean there's a lot of creepy experiences I think there's a lot but when an entity specifically looks like you and takes on your behavior and your characteristics it's almost like an invasion of you like it's an invasion of your privacy it's an invasion of like you and your body and your mannerisms and your soul and it's just I don't like it I don't like it I don't unfortunately for these ones I don't have anything to say besides no and that she can get the fuck out. <laughs> but I am hoping that she's never had this happen again. I truly hope she's not had this happen again. All right, and this last experience is from Snoops. If I said that wrong, I'm so sorry. And it's titled, My Peaceful Experience with a Ouija Board. which you guys know how I feel about Ouija board. So I had to end the experiences on this one because I think it's perfect. My friends and I all had the great idea to see what the hype was about when it came to Ouija board. We found a board and we made plans to get together and try it out at my house. I know, bad idea. Late at night with some candles in the kitchen. Our medium-sized group consisted of men and women ages 22 to 25, some who believed in spirits, demons, guardians, and others who thought it was total bullshit. Those who thought I was just messing with them since I tend to be known as a joker on occasion. However, I swear on my life, I did not joke around about this. This is a true recollection of events. With four hands on the planchette, it started moving in figure eights. I read earlier that means the spirit is near and you can begin asking questions. And now this begins to kind of go through like a transcript of what was going on. The person says, is someone here? It moved to yes. Then began moving the same configuration. When we asked personal questions, it moved to yes, briefly then continued to move. What is your name? It's spelled Mary. Mary, did we get your name right? It moved to no. Can we call you Paul? It moved to yes. At this point, I wasn't sure what was happening. We got the name wrong. My friend could be pulling my leg with this, but the moon in the room was not as late as when it started. My one dickish friend arrogantly asked me to ask how much can you live, but I told him to get the fuck out. (laughs) If he can't be serious because this is happening right now, I was freaked out a little. We continued. Do you have a family or loved one? Answer was yes. Are they alive? Yes again. Have you tried to contact them? Yes. Have you been successful? No. How long have you been on the other side? 12. Years? Yes. At this point I'm pretty freaked out because everyone is telling me to stop messing with them. I thought to myself, this is how horror movies start. I could help Paul contact his loved ones. Hell no, let's wrap this up. I was barely touching the planchette. Both of us were looking at the other, like are you moving this? I wanted to ask another question that would have to be spelled out and this was to be my last question. From your perspective, living life and moving on to what's next, what is the main purpose of life? The planchette spelled L-O-V-E, then moved to say goodbye. We all sat in silence, agreed that was enough for the night. We said thank you, and we were leaving the table. The session is over. My friends and I still talk about this to this day, six years later. I can honestly say it has changed my perspective on love. Since then, I have embraced it fully. I could never say I love you without it feeling sticky. I had made amends with family members and finally talked about the things I buried so deeply. I tell them I love them every chance I get. I tell myself when I find the one, I'm not going to be afraid to fall in love and embrace it for the beautiful thing it is. I look through a different lens, almost. Paul's words, or lack thereof, have helped me in a way. Since then, I found the love of my life. Things seem to fall into place now that I have the sense that life will be great. Let love take the wheel and enjoy the ride. Cast out negativity, grow together, and make memories. Because we do not want to leave this world without telling our loved ones how we truly feel. We want to be the reassuring feeling, the positivity in our children's lives. Make them feel that they are protected even when we move on. Because if I don't, there's a small chance I will be haunting a group of punks in the kitchen with the same message when I pass on. But anyway, I label this as a positive experience. Thanks, Mary, but I am not touching one of those boards again. This is such a beautiful experience. And before you guys ask, I changed the names because we've talked about this. I do find it very interesting that they said the mood changed, and I wonder if, like, that was different spirits changing, because he said something about it moving in a figure eight, and that's not the first time I've heard that, that on a Ouija board or really on anything. If it moves in a figure eight, that means that you are interacting with a, a being, a spirit or something. And eight is actually known as the child of fate. It is a very, very strong number very intuitive. It's very spiritual. It's one of my favorite numbers because it marks the, the matter of infinity and a, a cycle, one cycle ending, another cycle beginning. So I really love that. And I love that, you know, that happened here. But I also realized there was a part where he said, oh yeah, you know, it moved in figure eight. And then he goes, it just moved. And I wonder if that was sort of the shifting between the two where they're like, goodbye, Mary. Hello, Paul. Um, I don't really know if that's the case, but I love how much this changed this person's life. And that love suddenly took on a huge, huge meaning and something very important to them. Um, And they realized how much they needed to change and embrace their family, embrace all of those things and just be there with them. So those are the stories we have for you today. I do have two reviews to read. The first one is meh. Two out of five stars. I was underwhelmed. I heard and read great things about this podcast, but I couldn't get into it. The topics were kind of boring and she sounds condescending. I like the name of the podcast, so episodes are short, but I guess that's a good thing. And this is by Cash Tran. Cass, thank you so much for writing the review. I appreciate it. And thank you for listening to your friends and to your friends who like the show. I'm sorry that's how you feel about it. But I also know that this podcast isn't for everybody and I'm not for everybody either. So I just appreciate you for giving it a shot and for writing a review. The next one is Five Stars by Ghost Train. And it says Scary Good Time." The host, Melissa, has such a calming and genuine tone to her voice. She has the ability to truly captivate you with her scary stories. Her guests on the show are amazing, too. Prefer for any time of year, especially the Halloween season. Thank you. I appreciate you. In case you guys don't remember, Drew is the host of the Ghost Dream Podcast, and I appreciate that he wrote this review, and he's so supportive of the show, and I am very supportive of his show, too, so please check it out. And I will also make sure that I post a link to that in the show notes. What I learned this week. I feel like I say this so much lately. And it's because it's true. August, September, and now October have been more stressful months, actually, than I would say I think that they've actually always been stressful months for me. Like I remember back in 2017, which was a really hard year. And August, September, October, there were really, really difficult times for me. I remember last year in 2018. Same thing around that time. I don't know if it's just because, as I affectionately call this shadow season, I don't know if that's what it is. I don't know really what happens, but I've noticed that pretty much what the general thing that's been occurring with for me and with me is, one, things that no longer serve me or serve my highest good um, have been either taken or removed from my life. Or I have, you know, stood up for myself and said, yeah, you need to go. But that can be stressful and though you know when you get to the point where you have to do that like that can be really stressful and so it has been i don't even really want to call it a difficult time because i don't look at it that way like if i sat there and i tallied up like every single thing that's happened yeah it's not been the best (laughs) it hasn't been the best of times but i don't see it that way like i don't feel that way about it i mostly just go okay this happened and you Know, let me look at what it's bringing me instead. Let me look at the goodness it's bringing me, and that doesn't mean that I don't go through the emotions of that period of time. Oh, I do, I definitely do. I have to, but I feel I guess just my mindset and the way I look at it, it's kind of like when you switch from the, the glass half full to glass half, half empty. I think like I still see the same amount of water, but I just go, you know what, it's half full, that's cool, thanks, I appreciate that, and I'm gonna keep it moving. And you know what, I can refill this cup, so thanks. And I think that's just the way that I look at it. Now, into what I've actually learned in looking at all of this and realizing everything that's gone on and kind of moving forward. The first thing I learned actually really deals with this podcast. Back when I was writing on Tumblr, I remember that I was like, I never want to be popular on here. I don't. I do not want to be popular. And the reason why I was out of concern about how the internet could be. And Tumblr, while it could be supportive sometimes, other times it could be really ugly. And I was just, was not into it, didn't want anything to deal with it. I just said, no, I'm, I'm not dealing with this. But I still wanted to post my stories and I realized this was a really easy, free way to do this. And I ended up with like a thousand, seven hundred people who followed the story. And I just remember saying to myself, like, I prefer it this way. I prefer it this way because I don't want to deal with the negativity that people can throw on me. I don't want to deal with being stressed out about something that I truly love because I'm trying to find my voice and I don't want somebody to come in and be like, your voice sucks. And I don't know if I have the ability to stand up from that right now. And it's so interesting how that changed. Because now I look at this podcast and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I like my voice and I like how I do this and I like my creativity. But, you know, whether someone likes it or not or whether I think that there will be people who are very negative and very hurtful about the podcast or kind of go, oh, well, you know, this is like complete and utter bullshit. At the end of the day, like that's your experience. But I still get the ability to validate my own. And that's what this podcast is. And so I see this as a completely different medium and completely different platform. And that worry and that stress and that frustration and that fear, really, the fear of like it almost being popular, that it spirals out of control. I don't feel that. I don't even truly feel like it's popular. I just, uh, to me, it's always going to be the small, intimate thing because that's how I want to approach it with all of you guys. I want to approach it as a small, intimate, compassionate thing. I don't ever want to sit there and be like, oh, we're large in life. And, you know, even if we get 100,000 people tomorrow, I st- I don't think that should change me and how I do this and the message I share with you guys. So that's the first thing I learned. The second thing I learned I talked a little bit about this on social media. But it was that I have told you guys numerous times, we've talked about it numerous times. Take a break sometimes. If you have something that's frustrating you and bringing you down and stressing you out, you know, take a break. Where I struggle with this though is I am a very determined person. And so my determination and my drivenness makes me want to fix that problem even if I know I should take that break. To me it's like okay, I should try to fix it and fix it and fix it and fix it 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 until I absolutely can't take this anymore and then take the break and then come back. But now I'm just like, no, because I have embraced this thing where I'm just like, my peace is too valuable for me. It took me such a long time to get here and to get to that sort of comfort level where I feel at peace a lot of the time. And that's so beautiful to me. And I appreciate that so much. And so I can't sit here and let anyone or anything remove that from me, including a project I'm working on. I've got a game that has been broken for three weeks, and I've been trying to fix it for three weeks. And it amazed me because normally, like, normally, like, it would annoy me so much, I'd just be like, "I'm oh, I'm going to fix it in a day. If it takes me all day to fix this game, I'm going to fix it, and it's going to be done. But I don't feel that anymore. And so I'm just like, you know what? I'll fix it. I'll try a little bit today. You know, I learned something different yesterday. I'll try this a little bit today. And if I feel myself getting frustrated, I'll leave it be. I'll try it again tomorrow. And that has changed my mentality so much. It reinforces that understanding that I deserve peace and serenity. And if I feel stressed or frustrated or so driven to finish something just because I want to see it solved and I don't want to have to think about it anymore, that's not the right way to go about it. When you get into desperation, that does, that never works for you. And so find your peace, guys. That's really what this whole thing is about. Find your peace. Like the other person said, love. And love means also loving yourself. You gotta figure out where, what your boundaries are. and We talk a lot about boundaries and that they're important, but they really, really are important. And... Once you figure out your boundaries and what is really important to you, don't want anybody take that away from you, including anything, a project, something else. We all have deadlines. We all have shit that we have to do. But if you sit there and you just stress about a deadline, you're still going to get the work done, but now you got to ease the tension that came with it. Instead, you could start working on it. So you know what? All right, let me switch off for a second. Let me be a little productive somewhere else. Come back, finish it up. You're still going to get it finished in the same amount of time. Now you just remove the stress and the tension. Instead, now you have the moment where you can celebrate the fact that you've gotten this done. And isn't it better to celebrate than to stress? So, with that, take care and stay safe. Love yourselves and love others. Have a good day, an amazing night. And as we always like to say, don't let it go sketchy. Bye.